0: Welcome to Big Blend Radio's food, wine, and travel show, where we go across country and travel the world with members of the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. Let's go. Hey everybody, so excited because today we're going back to Stuben County. Uh I say Stuben, but it's Stuben, like it's stupendous. Uh Stuben is a county in upstate New York. And uh Dave DeGollier comes on our show every year with IfTwa uh, to talk about what we can experience. And it's now 2024. We're planning our travels, and this is definitely a place to put on your radar. It's up in the Finger Lakes region of New York State. You can go to ExploreSteuben.com that's S-T-E-U-B-E-N dot com and that's all the links are in the show notes as always. Um, but this is also going to be a destination on the International Food Wine Travel Writers Association Conference uh, for 2024. So you can learn more if you go to Iftwa.com that's I-F-W-T-W-A dot org. So welcome back. Dave, how are you doing? Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year to you. Uh, I'm doing well thank you how about yourself
0: out uh, ready to travel we need to yeah. get up to your hood you've been on the show so many times now that it's ridiculous that we have not gotten to your area we've just gotten We're that one time you. real close you know yeah you seeing did. the sign is not good enough right
1: <laughs> no not usually
0: <laughs> well i know because we saw corning so corning yeah. it's it's a town within Steuben county right
1: that's correct yeah Steuben county i mean it is larger than Rhode Island. It's a big space. There are 60 different communities in, in uh, Steuben County. And Corning is probably the most popular one, the, the most famous one because of the Museum of Glass and also Corning Incorporated um, and all the glass technologies that they've been involved in over the past 150 some years.
0: You know, over the holidays, I was looking at all the posts you were doing on Facebook of Corning Glass. And is, was that a Christmas tree made out of glass corning glass yeah. blown glass balls like literally.
1: So yes, yeah, so the Museum of Glass, the glass artists at the museum, over 2000 glass ornaments, uh, you know, blown ornaments, uh, they're all blown by hand, uh, and then they were all assembled into a and into a Christmas tree. It's pretty spectacular. So yeah.
0: that's one thing that's definitely if you go to Stuben County, this this is a bucket list destination. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean they historically you' get around half a million people a year to visiting um it's a huge draw it's one of the biggest draws in the state but um you know it's it's a it's a museum, but it's not like your normal museum uh and you know you think a museum of glass it's probably not a safe Don't place to go but uh everything <laughs> is well uh you know uh preserved and um but they've got thirty five centuries worth of glass art and artifacts, so dating back to the time of King Tut. Um oh, and, right. and upward, uh showing the progress of how glass has been used in society um for art as well as functional things, um, and you know, through through the different cultures and uh, you know, ethnic wow. groups and then also um a lot of the innovations, so glass technology from light bulbs to fiber optics, uh, you know, all all that stuff was created, you know, here in Corning. So um, you know, and that, most, we've most got of us are no Corning.
0: That. Through yep. Corningware, right? From Corningware
1: cooking. and Pyrex and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. Also, and then,
1: yeah, wow, yeah. I mean, Corning, uh, the company, Corning has been involved in a lot of, you know, uh, again, functional, life-changing uh, applications of with the use of glass. And then we've also got the art side of it. So you, at the Museum of Glass, you get a feel for technology, science, and art, and all of the different applications that glass can be used for. It's pretty, pretty cool. awesome.
0: Well, the arts are always playing a role in anything that's innovation. You know, right. we're in this world of change, right, of technology. It's like, you know, I have friends that are having careers that we didn't even know that career would even exist. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I think the arts play a role in going to a museum like that where you can see historically the evolution of glass,
1: right?
0: you know, and, and you know, just like the light bulb, you know, all the way to hey, let's, you know, have some jewelry or, you know, hey, wine bottles because you're in the Finger Lakes district for wine. Um, I think that it's it's really important to go to places like that and understand the role the arts do because it opens our mind to creativity. And that is one thing about when you travel, you're always going to take in something new, which expands our mind and soul. You know, there's the emotional feel, but creativity is something that we actually really need. It's a necessity of oh, life
1: yeah, yeah and i mean if yeah. you go someplace and you can actually you know apply your own creativity to something uh it just makes it for even a more meaningful experience so you know you're mentioning that but you can go to the museum of glass and make glass you know a souvenir to take home there's another place in corning called hands-on glass studio it's a s- small studio most people wouldn't even know is there but you can uh, make appointments uh, go in and do workshops and glow glass you know Um, pumpkins and ornaments, as well as make paperweights and other projects. So you can kind of create your own keepsake from the trip to take Mm -hmm. home with you. Um, And it's a hands-on experience. So yeah, it's a lot of fun.
0: We were talking about this the other day of being able to make your own snow globe. And Mm -hmm. we, I know this sounds really weird. I don't know if we should (laughs) even talk about this on a travel show, but we were talking about how burials are changing, like green burials Mm -hmm. and how people are committed and things. And we're like, didn't we make snow globes somehow? Like, with someone's ashes in there. I know that, that's not what you wanted to talk about today. But don't, in a way, it's like you know, yeah. glass has this way of like paperweights and snow globes. There are these magical things like you, again, creativity, right? Yeah. So I think that um, innovation is, is good. And it comes from that kind of experience. And I know so many people you travel, you get home and you're like, you know what? I can go and do this project or I have this light bulb. Yeah. Even traveling just gives you that breath of fresh air of maybe relaxation where your brain can actually go back to work a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully that, I mean, that's part of getting away, I think, is
0: and reconnecting wine. with
1: yourself. You know, and, and having wine. the wine helps, you know.
0: <laughs> the wine, I think wine is crucial to travel mm-hmm. unless you don't yeah. drink wine. But, um, but the wine, tell everybody about the wine region. I know that a lot of International Food Wine Travel Writers Association members are listening in going, okay, I know this conference is coming. What yeah. should we expect of the wine area?
1: Well, I mean, the Finger Lakes has really been, the, gr- the reputation has been growing and growing um, as one of the premier wine destinations in the world. Um it's considered, uh, you know, America's leading uh, cool climate wine region. So, you know, because of the temperatures, um, you can't grow everything but, you know, uh, Rieslings and, you know, Pinot and, you know, Chardonnay, different types of vinifera grapes, as well as a lot of hybrid grape varieties. Um, you know, one of the interesting things about the region is that we really are set up for all We're set up with the native grapes, which is how the region started. Uh, And then the hybrid grapes, which are really, um, you know, eco-friendly as well as versatile. And some people are doing some really amazing things with them. And then the vinifera grapes. So we have all three types of grapes that are being used in wines. Um, So it really meets uh, a lot of different uh, preferences, you know, and palates. Um, but the wine, you know, the wine region started in Hammondsport. So it started in, in, you know, Steuben County. Um, and their Finger Lakes is 14 counties, you know, so it's, it's massive. It's over 9,000 square miles. Um, there are 11 what? lakes. Yep. There are how 11 many
0: wineries miles. in 9,000 square miles? Like 9,000 square, mi- like what?
1: That's a lot of mileage. Yeah, that's how big the Finger Lakes region is. Um, there are over 140 different wineries in the region itself. Um, and the three main lakes that the most of the wineries are on are Cayuga, Seneca, and Cuca. Um, and Cuca is in Steuben County. That's where, like I said, the, the Finger Lakes wine region was started almost 200 years ago. Um, the first winery in the region was there, uh, in 1860. It's still there. It's uh, actually still making wine. Um, and then, you know, Dr. Frank's, which is one of the, you know, the premier wineries in the, in the world. Um, they, they were just named a wine enthusiast, top 100 wines, uh, just a couple weeks ago for 2023. So, wow, they're still doing great, but they're the ones, you know, Dr. Frank, um, revolutionized winemaking in the whole Northeastern United States, um, you know, back in the in the 1950s and early 60s. And, um, so that winery is definitely one that, you know, the, the Ifqua folks and anyone else, uh, if, who likes wine is going to want to, you know, visit. Um, but the nice thing is not only have we started a lot of great stuff, but we're continuing to, you know, have these exceptional winemakers. Uh, the 2022 winery of the year is Vice Vineyards. Oh. It's only se- seven years old, you know. Um, so, you know, there's Ravines wine cellars, um, Domaine Le Seur, Cuca Lake Vineyards, Point of the Bluff. There's so many, uh, Heron Hill excellent wineries. Um, And then wineries that also have this unique history like Bully Hill. Before we talked, I was just working on a project related to Bully Hill. And, uh, you know, Walter Taylor was a pioneer for hybrid grapes um, and uh, kind of uh, an irreverent genius. You know, he uh, he uh, was really crafty at marketing and, uh, you know, kind of came up against uh, Coca-Cola and a giant, you know, and uh, had some some issues. Um, which I won't get into, but he was very crafty and and smart about the way he handled it. And um, he founded a, the winery called Bully Hill, which is uh, the main concept is wine with laughter. So it's all about not taking yourself too seriously. Oh, I like And, this. you know, enjoying it. Yeah. So there's just, there's a lot of really neat stories. Uh, each of the wineries has its own little story. It has its own focus and uh, specialty. So there's really something for everyone. That's just Cucolate. Uh, Like I said, there are, there are, um, you know, Seneca Lake and Cayuga Lake also have, you know, lots of wineries. Uh, Seneca Lake has over 50 wineries around it and 30 on the Seneca Wine Trail. So um, Herman oh. Weimer and, you know, there's just a lot of really great wineries in the region.
0: Mm. And and this, you know, you're so close to Canada, too, in a way, right? Yeah, in, in we're a-
1: about four, three and a half, four hours from Canada. Yeah.
0: Wow. And so the one thing about where you are, you're talking about this history, which is so amazing and mm. You think about Corning, you think about these wineries that were you know, historic yes. and that you're keeping this progression now, but you also brought up the word eco-friendly, which is something I wanted yeah. to touch on as a destination. Do you see any focus happening with that in regards to the lodging, the restaurants, the parks that people are looking at sustainability?
1: Yeah, I mean, and um, I'm not sure I'm well versed enough uh, to speak to that, uh, you know, uh collectively but yes uh so a number of the wineries um a lot of the uh a lot of businesses in the region are are that's a catch word that a lot of people are using you know and it's certainly um an intention that a lot of people have uh heron hill for example has been that way since they started you know several you know three decades ago or whatever um so some of them have been doing that right from the start some of them are kind of coming around to um you know different um, practices uh, to, for that purpose, you know, sustainability. Uh, and it goes, like you said, the restaurants as well, you know, and it, and it also goes along with being an agricultural area, um, where, you know, we have, you know, like the park in, um, you know, does a lot of farm to table. So they, they have, they created their own farm so they could grow their own produce and, you know, uh, actually, That's you know, awesome. sustain themselves. So there's a different kind of, you know, sustainability there, but yeah. Well that's
0: nice when you have this agriculture but it's such a small town too I think. Yeah. You have these smaller communities where that is sustainability where you're also supporting small business you know right. as travelers you know when you can do what you can with small business I think you are part of that of that solution let's put it yeah. that way in, environmentally you know.
1: Yeah. yeah for sure and I mean the thing you know a lot of the I, one of the most rewarding things of working and and my job, uh, in uh, such small communities, um, is the way they support each other, the small businesses. You know, the wineries support each other. The, you know, we've got wineries who work, uh, with local bakers and local chefs, uh, and create these, you know, food pairings and different, uh, offerings. Uh, so they're supporting each other, you know, and, um,
0: that's cool. They,
1: they really, yeah, I mean, and it's, it's a genuine, appreciation for what the other people are doing, uh, okay. as well as, you know, uh, obviously that giving back and sharing with the community and, you know, mm-hmm. you're supporting them, they're supporting you. It's a, it's a really, a you know, uh, really mutually beneficial relationship, you know, that, um, quite a few of them are adopting and it's, it's, it's fun to watch.
0: I think it's cool. I mean, to me, yeah. when you go to a small restaurant, a lot of times I'll go, Oh, well, the chocolate on this dessert comes from around the corner. My friend over here is a chocolatier and why, yeah. why should I make chocolate from scratch when they're doing it? You know? Right. Yep. So I, I love that. And oh well, you got chocolate. I know you do. I know you have ice yeah. cream. I brought that up on a show previously. I'm like, yep. dude, I heard that you got to go for good hamburgers and good ice cream. I yep. remember that from last year's chat. Like, yeah. ice cream, great is a hamburgers, big deal.
1: great ice cream. Yeah, and we have. I mean, wine, there's a chocolate you know? there, chocolate maker in Corning who makes some really good chocolate. Um, yeah, I mean, there. Am <laughs> I gonna bring
0: up anything? You're just gonna go, yeah. Well, we have this too. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we have that. Yeah, we have. <laughs> well, we don't. We don't have everything, uh, you know, and um, it really depends on what your interests are. You know, that photo behind you, there's the outdoors is another, um, mm. you know, uh, exceptional draw here in the region that a lot of people don't think about. But I mean, obviously Finger Lakes, you know, in the name, it's built right in the name. So, you know, we have those lakes that are spectacular. Uh, and a lot of ways to get out on them, you know, you can uh rent equipment. So you don't have to have your own stuff. You can rent kayaks and paddleboards and cool. pontoon boats and all that stuff. You can fish. Um, But then there are, you know, other uh outdoor recreation, you know, like behind you is Spencer Crest Nature Center, which is five minutes from downtown Corning. It's on the top of the hill. It's seven miles wow. of hiking trails. And as you can see, that beautiful pond behind you, there's a nice area yeah. to picnic and stuff like that. It's just, you know, you People want a little time to kind of get out.
0: You've There's a lot have, of bird
1: watching. Yeah.
0: Yeah. With all the, you know, the water areas and trees, mm-hmm. yep. you've got to be like a destination for birders to come out.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean there, and there are quite a few places that, that do focus on that. There's groups that, you know, do birding and stuff like that here. Um, I am not versed enough in uh, the specific, uh, types of birds. Um, I mean, I've seen, you know, great blue heron and bald eagles and, you know, all sorts of oh, uh, birds. Yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, that's uh, out of my normal uh
0: yeah. All I know and, is when uh, I hear peck, 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 it's a woodpecker. Yeah.
1: Right, <laughs> there right. it is
0: Woody yeah. woodpeckers out there somewhere. I don't know which one it is, but is it yeah. small? Yeah. Yeah. But it's but it's cool um, mm-hmm. to have that in the nature. And I remember also before talking with you about waterfalls, because that's yeah. how many people travel chasing water. They're waterfall chasers, like right. literally. Yeah. So you've got a few.
1: We do. Uh, you know, stuben County has has some, uh, Stony Brook State Park. But, I mean, we're, you know, Watkins Glen State Park is 30 minutes from Corning. They have 19 different waterfalls through the gorge. It is just breathtaking. Um, it's It was named, you know, I think number three state park in the country of a couple years ago. You know, Letchworth State Park, which is named number one in the country. Uh, you know, that's probably about 50 minutes from Corning uh, 50, 50 to 60 minutes. So it's an hour, within an hour, you can get I to see. Letchworth, which is massive. I mean, it's, there are multiple waterfalls. You can get right up close to some of them, like as close as you can get to that pond almost. Um, others you can't get quite as close to, but they're, they're big. Um, uh, they there's so many different what, hiking paths. Um, and then, you know, Ithaca, which is about 45 minutes from here, is known for their gorges and their waterfalls there. Mm. Um Cuca Outlet Trail is a very accessible pretty flat 7-mile trail on the northern end of Cuca Lake. Um and it uh you've got a couple different waterfalls that are actually in kind of like ruins of old mills um from, you know, historic buildings that have fallen uh into they're not being used anymore but except that they're now this the streams passing through and uh there's making wow. these pretty neat yeah it's almost like going to like uh something off a, a movie set, you know, where there's the remains of a building and then the stream passing through. It's pretty neat. Oh, that's
0: pretty. That's yeah. great. Well with all these these uh waterfalls, do you guys get frozen <laughs> waterfalls up there? Because I know you get a lot of snow. So yeah. I mean and during the snow season I know you're having fun, but you have to kind of remind yourself we're going through this so we can have this for spring and summer, yeah. right?
1: Well, yeah, I mean we're we're in the southern part of um the Finger Lakes, Staben County is so you know while you know you see, you know, three feet of snowfall uh maybe in Buffalo, um, you know, yeah. in the northern in the northern stretches of the state, um, you know, we when they're getting that, we might be getting eight inches, you know. So it's not like okay. we don't we don't normally get the, the multiple feet of snow, um, every winter. Now, you know, back 40 years ago we did, but, um, today it's a little milder, um, but there is snowshoeing and, you know, cross country skiing and stuff here. Um, mm. but yes, it does get cold, however, sometimes, and we do get frozen waterfalls. So, um, Ooh. you know, places like Stony Brook and Watkins Glen and, uh, uh, uh Falls, which is out by Ithaca, um, you know some of the some of the waterfalls you can't go on the gorge trails in the winter time, just because it's too dangerous. Uh, but you can still do the rim trails and see the falls. Um, so there are opportunities to see that. Um,
0: Did you say Taconic?
1: Taconic, yep.
0: So near, like what Taconic, Pennsylvania? Like near? There? No,
1: it's uh, no, it's out by it's- Ithaca, New York. Yep.
0: Oh wow! Because I was thinking, because we were upstate. Pennsylvania and we could cross into New York State from there. So that's why mm-hmm. I was wondering. Don't ask me about where we were. It was the middle of nowhere. So that's why I was going, No way. Um it was really charming. It was close yeah. to Scanton, I think. Scanton. Scranton. Scranton. There you go. Thank mm-hmm. you. I need you on the yep. show.
1: <laughs> so you know, that T V show The Office was set fictional office was set in Scranton, Pennsylvania.
0: No way. Yep. 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 Wow. That's why I know it then, huh? Duh. Yep. I should have gone and like knocked on their door. That would have been fun. It <laughs> would have been fun. But so, but that's the people traveling to you, Are you getting from, I know obviously around the world and everything, especially yeah. having Corning in the Finger Lakes, but mm-hmm. do a lot of people come from places like Pennsylvania, New York yeah. city, Canada, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're first and foremost, we're a drive destination. Um, <clears throat> we are um, comprised of, like I said, you know, just to County, 60 communities. They're, a lot of, um, small rural towns that are probably mm-hmm. 15 to half an hour, uh, 15 minutes, a half an hour apart. So driving is the best way to get here, um, and then to actually get around. So like I said, you can come to Corning and pretty much see the whole Finger Lakes region. You know, you can go to Letchworth and you can go to Watkins Glen State mm-hmm. Park and you can go, um, you know, to all these different places. Uh, they're okay. all within a drive, uh, from here, um, but okay. uh, so people have come from, you know, New York City, Philadelphia, uh, Baltimore, you know, Boston, Cleveland. Uh, but we get a lot from Pennsylvania. Yeah, for sure. We get a lot from like Wilkes-Barre and Scranton and, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, Harrisburg and uh, again, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. It's uh,
0: not Wilkes-Barre. Did you say Wilkes-Barre? It's Wilkes-Barre. Yeah, that place. <laughs> Wilkie's barre
1: Look, he's going, it's like saying skinny Atlas and spelling
0: it, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah, don't, don't, you should hear how we pronounce the country as we travel through. We're like, there's <laughs> just certain you, what it's like, we're going to that place. Yeah. Um. But, but that you learn once you get there. And that's the thing that's is great. once you get somewhere, you, it gets under your skin. Um. What about lodging? i want to talk about that because with mm. having all these smaller communities, I'm I'm thinking you've got to have some unique Airbnb VRBO mm-hmm. like vacation rentals. Let's just say, um, but also historic inns and historic yeah. hotels, BM, uh, bed and yep. breakfast.
1: Yeah, I mean um, all of that. We we have you know uh, we have the traditional chain hotels um, mm-hmm. in in many of the communities, um, mm-hmm. but we have uh, a lot of bed and breakfasts. You know the traditional bed and breakfast, not the. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, in addition to Airbnbs and BRBOs, um, we have uh, a lot of the you know, small town rural, um, old school B and Bs that, you know, they'd serve breakfast in the morning and um, you get to actually interact with people, you know, and that's that's kind of a neat that's way cool. of traveling. Uh, learning a little bit about the area from them. They're they're your concierge, you know, they're they're your your uh suggestion box they they provide a lot of input on you know different things to experience and you get um their ambassadors for the area so that's that's a lot of fun some of them are in historic buildings you know there's one called the black sheep inn and mm-hmm. in, uh, hammonds port that's a historic octagonal home that was renovated over several years stunning you know um mm-hmm. and then there are little places you know right down by Cuca lake so like uh blushing Roses. Uh, I think they have four rooms, you know, right down like half a block from the lake.
0: What a name though. That's beautiful. Blushing Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this brings up weddings. I know like bed and breakfast during COVID, right? Um, The main part of COVID. And they became like destinations for elopements and small weddings. And they would do Mm -hmm. Zoom weddings, you know, but you know, the couple and the immediate family being there. So do you have that kind of, you know, set up for, I can imagine with all the wineries, you have winery weddings and just kind of like a romantic escape. I'm just saying because January is wedding month, I believe. And, Uh you know, Valentine's is coming up. And, you know, I I know it's I don't know if people can even get reservations. But for Valentine's already might be too late for everywhere. But um, I think you can do try. Do try. But I mean, is this a romantic? I mean, I would think so. Like a waterfall wedding, winery wedding.
1: Well, I mean, you know, we have. I'm not
0: getting married, though,
1: but just. So uh, well, <laughs> you know, the, um, you can still go to the weddings, right? The um, yeah,
0: yeah, I like going you know, a to lot weddings. of the wineries are,
1: are they're around the lake. So you're talking about just breathtaking, the the the, the scenery is spectacular and very stunning. Um, so you know, wineries are a popular place for for that type of thing. You know, since the pandemic we had some wineries that were huge and, you know, did huge wedding, you know, a few hundred people
0: outdoors. But um,
1: but since the pandemic, uh, that's changed a little bit. And they're more uh, for elopements, like you said, they're more for like, um, you know, the the micro weddings where it's not necessarily hundreds of people, but maybe a small group getting together, every close friends and you come and you go. And the nice thing about that is you come, you, you go to a few wineries and do some tastings. And then, you know, you have great food. You got the views. Um, there's, you know, ways to get out on the lake. Like I said, there's a historic boat that has been renovated. Over 16,000 hours are put in to r- restore this wooden boat. Um, so you can take a tour on Kuka Lake, you know, like 16 people. So you can get your wedding party or your group on there and go out and um, explore a little bit. Um, you know, B and B's. The, obviously, they're they're smaller, so um, you can do you know some smaller things. That's where the wedding party might stay, that sort of thing. But there are also um, you know going back to the Airbnb, VRBO. There are some uh, vacation rental properties that do weddings. You know that that they've kind of during the pandemic kind of taken over some of that. You know, so there are a couple places that do uh they'll do a little bit larger scale weddings um and there's some that you know overlook the valley there's some that are overlooking the vineyards and the winery so there are quite a few different options depending upon what you're looking for whether it's you know the elopement or even the like you know proposal you know a lot of people come here and do the proposal um you know experience here they come with some friends and they go to a winery or whatever and have a you know just beautiful time and then you know take advantage of that romantic atmosphere, like, you know, and, uh, and make wow. that part of the experience. So there's a lot of different ways to tie it in. It is a very romantic area in part because we have the beautiful nature. Uh, mm. So the set, you know, you've got something for all the senses. You've got the, the wine and the food for the, the tastes and the smells. You've got the outdoor experiences and uh, you know, it's just, it's a good, good time.
0: I love it. I think, you know, weddings, like you were saying, <laughs> it, it- they have kind of gotten smaller across the board I think just around the country and around the world but people are looking at I think it changed how weddings are done where they're smaller but there's more activities and more of an experience Mm -hmm. and then the couple getting married their money goes into oh yeah buying a house and travel more so it's kind of I know it's changed a little bit and, and I'm kind of more I think it's it's i don't know better in a way because it's more sustainable for the environment yeah. it's kind of a manageable thing whereas weddings people get all hyper man you don't want to get all hyper and fussed out just because their next rose wasn't on the wedding cake get on with it <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what i mean it's, well, it's supposed you know. to be joyous weddings yeah, so, are a joyous yeah. you know a celebration of love and And, you know, there's still definitely the big weddings for people who want them. And and I'm not knocking that whatsoever. But Mm -hmm. we are seeing more of these uh, smaller things built in with more activities. Like you're saying, hey, let's, you know, get on the boat. I mean, that's going to be memorable. And I think people are, whether you're traveling or going to even a group function, I I don't know if you do a lot of groups out there. I would Mm -hmm. think so. If you're going to have a business function, you better include wine and, you know, (laughs) take a walk in between meetings, you know?
1: Well, I mean, there's, yeah, and again, uh, you know, the the wineries, you mentioned the experiences have changed, not just for weddings, but for everything, really. Um, yeah. But, you know, a lot of the wineries used to take, you know, uh, and some of them do still take the group. So they'll take the, the motor coach, you know, with 55 people. Some of them will still do that. Um, but a lot of the ones who did before, you know, once the pandemic hit and they had to change kind of the model of. How they were doing it. it was more about the experience. It was more about sitting down and interacting, uh, with the guest and, um, you know, maybe having food pairings and different types of ex- experiences. But mm-hmm. the guests seemed to like that better because all of a sudden it wasn't about just getting into as many places. It was about mm-hmm. being there, learning about it and really enjoying it, you know? Um, and then the winery folks are like, wow, we really like this too. You know, this is, it's so much more intimate and personal uh and there's a really a genuine connection that everybody makes you know the winery mm-hmm. folks uh whether it's the winemaker the owners the, the staff with the guest and vice versa you know they they feel a connection um so we see a lot of those people keep coming back um you know a lot of those people when they go they just they really they might not go to six wineries they might go to two but they really have this great experience at these mm-hmm. couple wineries and um you know they they take that home with them not just the wine but the the actual experience yeah. you know
0: it's um, not just a blur when you go through no. six wineries it's a blur <laughs> yeah.
1: well yeah i mean but you know and there's a different intention you know there but there's also a different uh just the experience itself is different you know um mm-hmm. obviously you know uh there's something to be said to try for trying as many things as you can. But at the same time, it's like, if you make it a quality experience where you're really immersing yeah. yourself, you know, Um
0: you're making, and you memories. go to two
1: and you go two or three places. Yeah. You're making memory. You're learning something, Um mm-hmm. not just about the wine, but about yourself too, because you're learning about what things you like and what things you don't, Um, mm-hmm. you know, pairing food with wine. A lot of people don't think about it, but, it it makes a huge difference on the wine and the food, uh, and it mm-hmm. gives you an opportunity to, you know, go home and say, hey, try this, you know, and your friends are yeah. like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. I never even thought about that, you know, so it's kind yeah. of fun. it's fun, you know, you get to share some secrets and learn some things that you can take home.
0: And it's a great way for people to learn about wine if they didn't know about wine yet. If yeah. they're not, you know, and it's like, okay, well, I don't know. And you've got your friends. we like, hey, just see what you like. It's no one's right. right. No one's wrong. Just like art, right? You go to an yep. art show and you look at a piece of art or you read, you know, a book or something. It That's your own thing, which is yeah. fantastic. But to go with friends is always cool. Um, Kind of have a conversation about a painting or maybe see a demonstration. But I'm going to imagine you guys have the arts thriving because you're in such a oh, beautiful yeah. Region and you mm-hmm. have wine, all of that to me equals art.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it goes back to the creativity and the innovation right. too. But we, um, yeah, art is huge here. You uh, know, and uh, not just Corning, obviously, because the Corning Museum of Glass is is a world class museum. But half a mile from there is another world class museum that most people that you wouldn't expect to go to a town of eleven thousand people. And find these two museums that you might expect to find in Manhattan or you know, some big city. Yeah. Um, the Rockwell Museum, which is a what? museum that focuses on <clears throat> not Norman Rockwell, um, named after the founders uh, who were some uh philanthropists in Corning, um, Bob and Hertha Rockwell. But they have this they started with this collection of Western and Native American art. Um, I mean the a remarkable collection of, you know, Remington statue. They had a oh, department store wow. in Corning at one time and in the department store, you could be trying on jeans and looking at a Remington statue and, you know, um, Next thing so you know, they, I they want had, caps,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah, you,
1: right. But you had, you had this world-class art on display in the department store because they wanted to share their love of art with the community. Uh, and then they had an opportunity to take their collection and, and put it in a building um which uh, is now, you know, uh, the Rockwell Museum. And it's a, it's a beautiful building. Um, it's a small museum. So it takes you about an hour to walk through the whole thing, taking your time. But you've got art. It's really the focus changed. It's now a Smithsonian affiliate. I think it's the only upstate New York, a Smithsonian affiliate, but it's um, art about America. So basically, it's um, art that it tells the story of the American experience. Um, And some of it's Western and Native American because that's what they started with. But they have all these different uh, exhibits now that uh, are focusing on different cultures and, um, you know, different stories. Uh, It's really a a remarkable museum that people are blown away when they find it because it's very unexpected, especially, you know, in upstate New York, which is Uh, kind of like, you know, down the road, there's a a bison ranch. They don't expect to find that either.
0: (laughs) No, no, I
1: don't. You right. know, it's
0: like when when we were in Seneca Falls, which I don't think is far yeah. from you, right? Not far, um, no. And there's a wildlife refuge out there. Montezuma, mm-hmm. I think it was. Called. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't expect that name. And we go in and we're like, you know, we were there at dawn. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's this giant bald eagle sculpture, mm-hmm. like giant with his wings mm-hmm. like me. And we're like, what is, you know, and you're on the side. It, it, it just, it was unexpected. And, yeah. and it's. It's blazed in my soul now, you know, this right. the sculpture and just this unexpected wildlife refuge that we just didn't expect and know. And, you know, and I, I can't talk about strongly enough about the beauty of your region, mm-hmm. what little bit we saw. Yeah. Um, I just there's a, a reverence for nature and history that go hand in mm-hmm. hand that okay. is so strong and history. I mean, you are in a very, you know, things went down in your region. I mean, you know, it and, it and so you've got to have for the, you know, the the historian and the history yeah. enthusiast museums um, beside the arts um, that yeah. they can go to as well to learn about the locals and maybe even dig up their family history. Not, not what the snow globe I was talking about before. <laughs> no. <laughs> you
1: know? no, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, a lot of history happened here. You know, I mentioned, you know Thomas Edison, when he developed his incandescent lamp, you yeah. know Corning Corning made the glass to hold the filament, you know, so they made the first light bulbs um so there's that so I mean you know some of the local history is connected to the world history um you know, Glenn Curtis, we go back to Hammondsport, that small town um he was a pioneer of aviation, so there's a museum dedicated to him um he was you know uh uh one of the first motorcycle manufacturers and, and then he was became an aviation pioneer along uh the same time period as the Wright brothers um uh, wow. had the f- had the first public flight in America so um he actually invited people to come and see that flying was a real thing and not just this you know, story that people were talking about because uh, the Wright brothers did everything privately mm-hmm. um so he you know he invited the public to come and uh he did a lot of things, a lot of innovations that impacted, uh, you know, aviation, early aviation before World War One. Worked with Alexander Graham Bell trying to develop, um, you know, uh, the best planes, uh, you know, um, that they could at the time. Um, so, you know, that, again, is this local history that's connected to the, the world. Uh, so a lot of people who travel, you know, some of the things that he came up with and or had part in uh, have contributed to air travel. He did the first long distance flight in the country from, um, Albany down the Hudson river to Manhattan. Um, you know, he, he won the first aeronautical prize in the country, had the first pilot's license in the country, and he's someone most people have never heard of. Um, he also developed seaplanes and the flying boat. So, you know, you expect to see those in like Alaska and places, but he developed them right on Kuka Lake, um, so, Dude. there's actually a, in September every yeah. year, there's a seaplane homecoming. So, they have, you know, seaplanes fly in and it's kind of like a car show, but with seaplanes and they're doing little tricks and stuff like that. It's pretty fun.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. You got to think that that ended up in World War II history, too, you know, because of when we got the um, Air Force. Yeah. You know, the Air Force came from, well, he, yeah, I mean, the, the, he, the Yale students started that. You he's know, the, the
1: father of naval aviation. So he started a school out in San Diego for the the Navy uh, training pilots. He Ah. um, yeah, there's a community out there, Coronado, I guess, uh, which is um, related uh, to his work, actually. But he's from Hammondsport. And um, so, yeah, you know, it's opposite
0: ends of the country. Yes. Yeah, no, San Diego is where we started our magazine back in the day in print, yeah. like San Diego and I'm like, I know this name, I know this name you're talking about. Yep. Now I get it. But yeah, you got to think, you know, everything starts somewhere and Yeah. You know, but just going to communities, we're seeing more and more travelers. It's like heritage travel. They're traveling to, you know, find their their family roots and ancestry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going to communities neat. and being able to be maybe it's a cemetery, going to a museum, maybe seeing this, you know, when you have historic villages and communities like yours, sometimes those buildings are still there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas in sometimes, you know, if you're in Vegas, they imploded your casino.
1: <laughs> right.
0: But you you know what I mean? So people can actually yeah. go where their ancestors were, which is yep. that talk about a memorable experience. That's you can't even put words on this price. Like it's just that yeah. yeah, that's that connection is huge. So I would think with all these communities connected that it's going to be part, you know, part and parcel and then go have a good burger and a bottle of wine and some right. ice cream. You're good. Maybe go for a right. bicycle ride because I know you're big on cycling, too. Is yeah. another thing I wanted to touch on before you go that cycling is is big for your area, yeah. too.
1: Yeah, it's big and it's growing. You know, uh, we've we've got a gravel race coming up in June. Um called the cuckoo gravel classic uh, but there are several races there's mountain biking you know um just you know uh leisure cycling uh, a lot of you know country roads and by road you know by byways and stuff like that so um a lot of ways for people to get out and enjoy the countryside um you know on a bicycle or around town you know just riding around those little towns it's kind of fun um oh, but yeah cool. it, it's yeah it's, it's a lot of fun
0: well, everyone, there's a lot to do. So 2024 is the year yeah, of exploring Stuben. So it's <laughs> explorestuben.com is the website to go to. And um for our friends over at the International Food One Travel Writers Association that we do this show with every month, um, definitely uh, go to the website and uh, start making plans to be part of the conference. Cause yeah, there'll be wine it. being poured, there'll be glass blowing, glass yeah. making. Hamburgers, more than hamburgers, (laughs) because they have farm-to-table food. You know, Um, it's going to be quite an experience, and that really showcases the um, ability of having groups of people come to the area too. And I think that's going to be super fun. And so, everyone, explore Stuben. dot com. That's S T E U B E N. Thank you so much, Dave. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks thanks for the history lesson too.
1: (laughs) My pleasure. (laughs) Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio's Food, Wine, and Travel Show, featuring members of the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. We encourage you to visit their website, we say IFTWA, which is IFWTWA.org. You can also follow us at BigBlendRadio.com. Happy travels, everyone!